Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined by my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey. Hi, Dewey. Hi, my beautiful love, and hello to everyone out there in the great big cat world. And, wow, today's topic is going to be something more along the lines I can kind of identify with. (laughs) Traveling with your cat. You know, mm-hmm. you see a lot of differences in a lot of different cats. Some travel well, some don't travel well, just like us in, in our lives. So since we did this with Tabasco back when our kitty was alive back then, we traveled back and forth from Texas to New Mexico. Yeah, and he he actually has been traveling since he was a baby, long before pre-Dewey. When when we got him as a kitten, I I wasn't looking for a kitten when Tabasco came along. And, and uh, it was two weeks before the house was going to be finished and ready in, in Santa Fe. And so I said, well, we can't leave him with the sitter. I had other cats at the time, which stayed home with someone taking care of him, but... So we have to take him with us because we're bonding with him and we're going to be out there a couple weeks. So he rode with us and uh, and it was great. He did just fabulous. He got up on the dashboard and just hung out. He uh, and then he traveled back and forth, gosh, at least at least three or four times every year for his whole 15 plus years. So he was he was awesome. You know, and our little kitty Pico, which is a Tabasco 2.0, is getting to learn how to do that more and more uh, as we travel with them. And I think that really helps a lot is having them young and starting them traveling back and forth, even though that during this COVID pandemic, we're not going back and forth from Texas to Mexico as frequently. But, you know, not as we normally do. We're taking him to your folks house we're taking him to the mountains for hikes and visiting local friends we're just getting him out of the house and you know he's on the leash every day he's going for walks or Mm -hmm. you know he's outside with us or he's traveling in the car and i think that really makes a difference and it's starting with their when they're a kitten i can just see how that might just really help out so much getting them used to traveling can you teach an adult cat to be comfortable with traveling yeah, it's obviously much, much easier when they're kittens because, you know, they ride in the car and they're like, oh, we're somewhere else. Okay, everything's an adventure. And they're, I guess they're less territorial as kittens, you know. With adult cats, it's difficult because cats are such homebodies. You know, they're really, really comfortable in their environment everything that smells like them and then you take them out of their environment and go anywhere but particularly a car that's moving and it's not steady and it doesn't smell right and there's big noises and stuff outside that's scary you know it's it's more difficult but not impossible you just have to use gradual desensitization when cats are older so all right that's over my head what does that mean gradual desensitization 
<laughs> Desensitization. Yeah, see? It's so over my head. Can't even go there. <laughs> Spell it, honey. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll be here for 30 minutes. <laughs> well, it's, it's technically it's called systematic desensitization, but I like to call it gradual desensitization because... I think for the lay person, you know, the person that's that's not a behavior, you know, PhD or not a behavior trainer or behavior specialist, it's more descriptive of the process, which is gradually exposing a cat to a scary stimulus in order to lessen the bad association with it. So the process is more effective when you pair it with counter conditioning, which pairs something great, usually a treat you know, something like that with the scary stimulus. So the stimulus becomes great too. Did you get all that? Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a nap and meditate on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make that sound easy. And... So how does that work traveling though? Uh, do you drive your cat around a block, then two blocks and then cross town and so forth? Yeah, actually something like that. But, you know, first, I think you got to have your transport equipment set up. We always had Tabasco just freely roaming in the car. What kind of equipment do you think people should do? I mean, we shouldn't probably do that because it could be a problem. And what do you think people should be equipped, equipped themselves with? Well, it depends on how long the travel is. You know, if you really just want your cat comfortable going to the vet and back, and that's probably all you're ever going to take your cat, then that's your length of travel and a carrier in the car is probably sufficient. But ideally, you know, like, like our 10 hour drive back and forth, you know, the setup would be an SUV with a metal crate that has a litter box and water and blankets that smell like them and toys and, and things like that. And you might even, you know, cover that crate because a lot of people say oh i thought he'd really enjoy seeing out that's an that's an anthropomorphism where we're putting our emotions onto the cat and it's not true seeing out actually freaks them out more because there's semi trucks coming by that are loud and you know they don't know what they're seeing so you know cover cover it you know at least the sides of it you know with a sheet or something light so they get air in there that that's that's ideal an SUV with room to do all that. Yeah. Well, a small carrier, I can imagine, would get cramped for long 10-hour drives. Jeez, yeah. that'd be a long time for a cat. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the cat really needs room to move around. They've got to be able to stand up and turn around and eliminate comfortably, you know, because depending on, again, how far you're driving, and even no matter how far you're driving, it's a normal you know, fright and flight response is for them to empty their bladders and bowels. Um, that's normal when cats get scared. So you either have to have a piddle pad or two in the bottom of the carrier so that, you know, they can go and it's not soiling your carrier. I remember when I flew with Tabasco, the one and only time I took Tabasco on an airplane because I thought this would be really easy. You know, American Eagle flies into Santa Fe. We could just hop on a plane, be there in an hour, 20 minutes. That's better than a 10-hour drive, right? 
So I put him in a carrier, big as I could get on on the plane. And it and of course he was a big cat, so it wasn't real comfortable for him. And it had like a Sherpa fleece lined pad on the bottom. And he got scared and he peed and it was stress pee and it stunk. And the, the, the stewardess comes over and she says, you know, hey, you guys might be comfortable in the back. There's a whole open row in the back. Well, I didn't realize he'd peed. So I pull him out from under the seat and all of a sudden the entire plane fills up with cat piss smell. <laughs> and, and I'm walking uh, down the aisle with uh, him. <laughs> embarrassing, our, embarrassing. Oh my God, I wanted to just die. We're walking down the aisle, going back towards that open row. And, and people are looking at me like, you know, like I just stabbed their mother in the eye or something. I mean, the looks that I was getting like, Ugh! and I got to the back and I went immediately in the bathroom and the water was broken. There was no water. There was only a bowl of those little hand towelette wet wipe things. So I, I threw the, the Sherpa thing away and uh, tried to wipe out the, the carrier best I could. And of course, he'd gotten it all over himself. So I'm trying to wipe him. So then we, I slip out of the bathroom and go right into the back row, which was empty. But the row in front was not. There was this girl and her husband, boyfriend, whatever. And she, I slip in the row quietly and put him on the floor. And all of a sudden, she turns around and looks between the seats and is glaring at me. And she reaches up and opens that vent really wide and his vent really wide to try to get air to get the... Oh, my God. It was the most embarrassing freaking thing ever. So... That was the last time that I tried to fly with Tabasco. And and it's a good example why soft side carriers aren't great for elimination. So, you know, you 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 want to have something where they can, you know, they can they can actually move around. But you really shouldn't, especially if you're traveling alone, you know. That's not a good idea. Um, you know, it, it's they really they're they're frustrated, you know, in a small carrier. They can't get out and explore. They can't get out and hide. They don't feel like they are in control of their situation, which makes cats very frustrated when they're not in control. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, wow. What an experience that would that's just. I can't imagine being in that situation. So, you know, and I, I think, you know, starting off young and getting them used to noises outside and, and all of that. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later here, but, you know, I just keep thinking about, you know, we're, we're training Pico and he hears a motorcycle go down or he hears a car start or whatever. And he freaks out, but everything else he seems to be very okay with. And so there are certain things that he's got to get used to and it doesn't make him do that flight or fight kind of thing. So if you don't have an SUV, how do you accommodate the cats comfortably? Do you put them on the roof? <laughs> yeah, get one of those little dome roof can close yeah. carriers. <laughs> Stick yeah. them up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and like it. No, don't do oh. that. <laughs> don't do that. Okay, got it. But there are two, um, there's there's actually a couple things that are made that are really good for your back seats. There's, there's rectangular back seat shaped crates 
both metal crates and then also soft side carriers that are large, large enough for a litter box and, and a cat or two. You know, you're going to want to make sure that you put, you know, blankets down, washable blankets down on your back seat before you put whatever carrier you're going to get on there. And you know how back seats slope a little bit to the back. So think about folding up another towel to help try to make it level so the cats feel a little more comfortable. But they're definitely carriers that work with the back seats. And, you know, if you want a visual on that, just shoot me an email at molly at cattalkradio.com and I'm happy to send you a link to those so you can see what those look like. I need to put those up on the site too, links of those. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. Are you against cats free roaming in the cars? I'm assuming not since you let Pico do that. Well, I'm not against it at all. Uh, obviously, obviously, because we let Pico do that and let Tabasco do that. But it, it's just not for the novice traveler. You know, if you're traveling alone, you know, never let your pet free roam in the car. There's just too many distractions for you, you know, and they can get under your feet. And what if they knock something over? I mean, it's if you're traveling alone, that cat needs to be in a crate of some sort. If you have two or more people traveling, then, you know, one person can be in charge of the cat while the other one drives, like our situation. You know, you drive because for our listeners out there, I don't drive long distances because I'm one of those people that falls asleep, like assured. I can stay totally awake if I'm in the passenger seat. As soon as I get behind the wheel, boom, I'm out like like a driving narcoleptic. So I don't I don't get to do that. That's Dewey's job. And my job is to watch out for the cat and when he poops by the way um we pull over to the side of the road and um dewey restrains the cat and i get out and scoop the poop and toss it toss it off to the side of the road because otherwise it really stinks up the car but you know if you're if you're if you're gonna let your cat free roam in the car you know, never let him get in the driver's lap. You know, we did that with Pico a couple times just because he was so small and cute. But it does prevent safety issues. Um, you know, and and it's not letting a cat free roam in a car is not the safest thing. Um, you know, carriers are going to protect the cat in case of an accident. Free roaming is most certainly a cat's not going to survive a, an accident. So, you know, if you're... If you are concerned and you want your cat in the safest situation, then put them in a carrier, buckle in the carrier. You know, a lot of them, if you're a small carrier, you put the seatbelt through the handle of the carrier and click it in. You can strap down the larger carriers. Definitely, that's the safest way to travel. Um, we don't do that. We don't we don't do the safest way to travel. Admittedly, we we let them free roam in the car for the travel comfort of the cat. Okay, so what else other than ample space makes a cat comfortable in a car? Well, scent is also important. You know, you need to be sure to bring along their their bed or blanket or something like that smells like them. And you know, like when we went you know, down to uh, Toby and Bob's this last weekend. We took his bed, we took his little his little fabric basket that he likes to play in, his basket of toys, his litter box. You know, we take lots of things that smell like them and toys. And, you know, another thing you can do is just spray a little feel away into the car. 
That's um, a product that is a synthetic pheromone, which calms cats. And Feel Away also makes these little wet wipe type things. So wipe down the crate with the Feel Away towelettes before you go. Sound is also important. You know, the road and traffic noises are really foreign to them and very scary, like we've talked about. So consider taking along an iCalm cat player or play soft classical music for them. That's classical music is what cats find the most soothing. Oh, but the driver hates it so much. No <laughs> In this case, yes. <laughs> Sorry, honey, we have to listen to classical yeah, music. Oh, over. my God. Put my headphones on and put the good old <laughs> rock and roll in place. And oh, my God. <laughs> put the cat back in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't mentioned food. Should you plan to feed your cat on a trip? Well, definitely don't feed them right before you go or, you know, the morning of a long trip or they're going to get car sickness. You know, you can feed little small portions along the way if they'll eat it. A lot of times they're so scared and freaked out, they're just not going to eat in, in the car. Um, you know, Tabasco really never ate on the long trips, even though he was pretty relaxed for a cat in a, in a car on long trips. Pico, however, is like, I don't care where we are. Don't you be missing my meals. So <laughs> we take treats, you know, something they love, like either, you know, take a little cold bag of the shaved turkey. That's probably the healthiest thing you can do and give them little treats along the way and then give them a full meal once you get to where you're going. Wow. You know, that's a good, good plan. I, I would say that, you know, there's too much going on already in the car. If, if, you know, that be the case, trying to feed and water and all that. But I noticed you did the treat thing this last trip we were on with Pico and that seemed to work. Okay. So it's good. You recently had a listener reach out who was moving from Switzerland to Scotland. I believe it was. Mm -hmm. They had two anxious cats and because they were so shy around people, they decided to drive, I think, which will broke up their time a couple of days. I don't know the distance between one yeah. place or another, yeah, but was I think it was two, a couple of days. Day. Yeah, two, yeah. like two eight-hour day drives. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I guess you'd been smart enough to carry them on a train, but for the help you... You mean to carrier train them? Yeah, carrier train. That's what it was. I think it was. Uh, but I think... Did, well, I got it confused. I thought they were going to take a train also, but maybe not. No, no, no. They were they were carrier training them, which meant that they'd already pre-taught them to get into the carrier so that the carrier itself wasn't going to be, you know, an episode and something they were really scared uh, of. That's, that's what that's she was reading in her yeah, email, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She was. I thought she was trying to train them to go on a train. <laughs> <laughs> no. Planes, trains, and automobiles with your Well, you, you know, you think about it, it's just a, it's just another mode of transportation. It's probably much like your your plane story, you know. Maybe yeah. they have would yeah. have a situation very much like a train. I could imagine on a train with all the noises on a train would be difficult also. And over there in Europe, they have a lot of that. So, but by the help of your podcast, uh, she's more worried about staying in a hotel. Is that right? And she mm -hmm. says, I, I think she said something like, I'm really worried that once we arrive at the hotel to spend the night, we won't be able to get back into the carrier. 
I guess getting them back in the carry would audio be a work. is really going in and out over there. Are you you're you're in and out? Are you are you playing with your mute button, Dewey? No, I wouldn't do that on the radio, my love. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I think she was worried about uh, staying at a hotel and then ba- maybe getting them back into the carrier. Uh, she continues to say, "I'm convinced that they're going to ride in the or hide in the darkest corner of the room, and won't come out anymore." And then she asks, "What advice do you have for me?" Okay, while I'm answering that, you check your audio cables because you're cutting in and out. So, <laughs> what yeah. I replied to her was, um, "I suggested a, a lot of the things that we already talked about." You know. I I don't know what kind of vehicle she had, but I sent her the links for the larger crates and carriers because, as you said, she had she had carrier trained them previously from one of our podcasts. And um, and so they were successful with that. But these were small, hard sided carriers that you'd take your cat on short trips to the vet and that kind of thing, not two eight hour day drives. So. I sent her some links to those examples, and and like I said, if you want me to send them to you too, just email them to me at molly at cattalkradio.com. I also suggested that she contact her vet for potentially getting calming prescription medication. You know, sometimes vets will prescribe like gabapentin or other prescription drugs that help cats to deal with the high anxiety and stress of traveling. And then there's also, you know, over-the-counter medication, which of course isn't as strong, but the one that I like to recommend is called Zilkeen. And I have a, a link to that on the products page of the website under food and nutrition, that section. You'll find that on the website, the Zilkeen. And that's good to use for, you know, like if you have a cat that's real nervous for 4th of July. It works on dogs too, by the way. So if you have a nervous dog for fireworks or you're going to take a trip to the vet or you know, short trips, things like that. Zilkeen uh, really works a lot. You can use it for a couple days before the event and then continue through the event. But you can also contact your vet if you're really worried about your cat being especially anxious in a long trip like that. And vets can prescribe something that will help to calm them during the trip. What about the hotel room? That make, that that was a really good, interesting piece. She brings up a good point about cats hiding. What if they crawled up in the box springs, if they even have box springs anymore, uh, or they, you know, back at dressers or somewhere you can't reach them? You know, what do you do about that? Well, those are prudent fears to pre-plan for. I I agree. I I don't not particularly a fan of people going into fear mode, but I think those are good fears to plan for. So I suggested that she keep them in the carriers, you know, maybe use the wire crate for the car and then the soft sided cage for the hotel. Cause they make a, a soft sided carrier. That's like 48 inches by 48 inches. And it all folds down into a little tiny packet. So it doesn't take up a lot of room in your car. But then when you get to the hotel, you can pop it up kind of like a fully enclosed playpen. And then the cats have room in there, you know, to stretch their legs and their beds and things like that. Um, And they're not, they're not, 
very expensive. So again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, email me and I'll send you a link to that. But you know, if you're going to let them out in the hotel room, you absolutely got to make sure that you block all those spaces, you know, block under the bed. If they, if they have open under the beds, a lot of hotels don't, um, block any crevices you can find, like, you know, use hotel towels to, shove in behind the dresser between the dresser and the wall because god forbid your cat get between the dresser and the wall and then get into that little hidey space under the dresser that's under the bottom drawer i mean oh my gosh you'd never get them out so use towels to block all that up you know and also leave the carriers open so that they can go back inside the carrier because that's what smells most like them in that hotel setting and is going to make them most comfortable yeah, you know, I remember when we had Tabasco and we were on a trip to Roswell, New Mexico, and he was with us and he was exploring every inch of that hotel room. I mean, quickly. I mean, he was uh, it was almost like he was looking for an escape route or just, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was all the smells and because it was pet friendly, it could have had a lot of dog smell in the carpets and, mm-hmm. you know, all over the place. I mean, so he he was really nervous. Um, you know, but the one thing that he was really loud. And when we went to dinner, remember, we could hear him howling all the way down into the lobby. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, wow. It was terrible. Yeah. Most, most hotel policies, in, including that hotel we stayed in state that you can't leave your pet alone in the hotel room. And that's, that's understandable since separation anxiety can cause all kinds of issues like, you know, damage and destruction, like digging up the carpet under the doors and, you know, dogs, especially chewing on things, you know, but, you know, that's another thing I told the, uh, the lady that emailed us that's moving, you know, don't leave them alone in the hotel room because that's going to really make them insecure. So that's one of those other things that you need to pre-plan for. So either pack dinner with you or plan to stop at a takeout place on the way to the hotel, you know, or if there's two of you, one of you go out to dinner while the other stays in the room with the cat. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, that, and, and that's kind of difficult. But, you know, under our current situations and people listening to this far in the future may not necessarily have the situation we're going through right now with the pandemic stuff. But most people, uh, even if you're traveling from hotel to hotel, you're not going to restaurants much anyway. So it kind of works in that situation. Somebody goes out to get the food because you ordered yeah, it in anyway. So it hopefully we're not well. going to be in this state forever and ever, though. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. The people in the future may not understand what we're talking about, but then again, may remember. So, you know, it, as you think about think through that, just just plan in that regard that if you're traveling from some distance, one place or another, and you're going to have to stop and stay in hotels for a while, maybe it is prudent for you to just have one of you go out if you're with someone else to go out and just pick up takeout. And even if you're by yourself, just put your pet in a car and just go grow, go in a, a place and grab your takeout and go home and that way your yeah. pet's not alone. Yeah, get it on the way in. That makes so, it easier. So let's talk about this. If you had a had to time to prep for a travel experience with cats, what would you recommend, Molly, that they do? Well, first, I always I always recommend starting by teaching your cat to be comfortable in a harness and on a leash. 
you know, like, like Pico, first thing I did was throw a harness on him. So they, they will begin to equate that harness and leash with going somewhere, which, you know, can be a good thing, can be a bad thing, but can be a good thing. If you just get them used to wearing it around the house, then it's no big deal. So, you know, start by putting it on them, you know, for, for short periods of time around the house that this is the gradual desensitization that we talked about. You know, you're going to put it on for, you know, you're going to put it on and the cat's going to freeze and go, Oh my God, they put a straight jacket on me and maybe even just fall over dead, you know, and laugh and take pictures and videotape it and put it on Facebook and then just wait, you know, just, just wait it out. They'll get up. They'll start moving around. You're not killing them as long as you put it on correctly, of course, and just give them a minute you know, leave it on them for 15, 20 minutes. And then the next day, a half an hour. And the next day, 45 minutes. And the next day, an hour. So you gradually lengthen that time. Then attach the leash, you know, and let them drag the leash around so they get used to the feel of that. And then, you know, and again, 10 minutes one day, 15 the next, you know, and then take them outside for some fun. Just right outside the door. Don't go very far. Don't think they're going to be ready for a half mile walk or anything. You know, take their toy out there, do some prey play outside on the leash and harness, toss a treat, go out and sit by the bird feeder and let them watch the bird feeders and then increase the time that they're out there, you know, and then simultaneously while you're doing this, crate train them. You know, at the same time, get them used to being inside the crates that you plan to travel with. You know, you got to, again, put put towels down so so they absorb the cat scent. Get get ready so that you've got, you know, towels that already smell like your cats. Feed them in the crates, you know, so that they're associating something great with the crate. That's the counter conditioning that I talked about earlier. Then load up the crates, put the cat in the crate, you know, say, you know, I like to train them to do it, you know, on cue, like, let's go. And they get in the crate, but you load up the cat in the crate, you know, of course, harness them, put the crate in the car and then go on a short drive, as, as you said earlier, you know, around the block, just around one block, give them treats all along the way. Then use the gradual desensitization to extend the time that they're in the car always rewarding along the way and when you get home as soon as you get home you give them another treat for being good all along the way okay so are there cats that just never get comfortable with traveling yeah just like you know some people are more anxious and and have more phobias than others you know it's important to remember that cats are also very very sensitive to your emotions so is one thing I told the lady that emailed me. Oh, here comes Pico, by the way. If if you're filled with fear about how bad the trip might go, they're going to pick up on that and and likely fulfill, you know, your prophecy. You know, there's two things to consider here. You know, animals communicate, all the animal communicators will tell you that animals communicate in mind pictures. You know, they don't understand words, obviously, but they they may see what you are visualizing in your mind. And if you're visualizing them, you know, peeing and pooping and it running all over your car and, you know, something horrible, then then they are they are picking up on that and they're seeing those mind pictures. And the second thing to remember is the law of attraction. You know, thoughts become reality. So if you remain calm, 
you know, your cats will remain calm. So you need to project the emotions that you want your cats to pick up on. Okay. So this reminds me, keep calm and purr on, as you always say. Exactly. And in this case, keep calm and travel on. That's right. Keep (laughs) calm and travel on. (laughs) (laughs) So if any of you listeners out there have traveled with your cats and have other tips, we would love to hear about it. Please send uh, any kind of tips that you've come up with. Um, We do notice that sometimes we go through an RV park where my dad lives and we'll see cats that are in the motorhomes. And I know there's people out there that probably have discovered new ways to travel with your cats because that, you know, in that situation, you're traveling all the time. And so probably Mm -hmm. the cat's very used to the inside and probably have some outside stuff. So we'd love to hear from you. And if you have anything, just a few, few words or uh, just a small note to let us know, uh, maybe some pictures, send that to Molly Molly, M-O-L-L-Y, at cattalkradio.com. Also, check out some of the other podcasts while you're uh, thinking about it. Cattalkradio.com will tell you just more information than you can imagine. And if you have any suggestions on topics for us, please send them in also. This is our 80th episode. And, yay. And it can be difficult sometimes to come up with new topics. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we've had listeners recently send lots of good ideas. So, um, and we have a couple really interesting interviews lined up. So if you can think of anything at all that, you know, you have questions or topics we might talk about, we'd really appreciate you send it. Also, you know, go out to our website, catbehaviorsolutions.org. And on it, to spend some time on the blog. There's lots of great little tidbits and information there. And it's also real easy to find our radio podcasts by topic on the blog as well. Um, I also post on Instagram and Facebook with good tidbits too. So be sure to follow Cat Behavior Solutions on Instagram and like it on Facebook and share it with your friends so that they can get all the good free cat info too. Yay! And Uh also, for all of you wonderful listeners out there, if you've ever learned something from one of our podcasts, let us know. Thank you. We appreciate uh, any kind of interaction that we can, just like the folks from uh, Scotland and, you know, Switzerland. Those We love our overseas listeners, so please share this with anybody that you know of uh, and let us know. Give us a quick note one way or another and let us know how you're doing because, you know, the Cats Live is just the same in Scotland as it is here in the U.S. And traveling with a cat over there is just as difficult as it is over here or wherever you are in the world. The Cats Life is pretty much the same. It doesn't interact or not interact any different. So please let us know. And if you've learned something, and you feel generous, please give us a gratuity donation. Any amount helps us keep this show on the air. We really appreciate it. It's a free podcast, so anybody can listen. Anybody can get some of this great information that Molly puts out. She spends a lot of time researching and putting stuff out, and she really is so in-depth in this. So please, it would help if you would just uh, send us a little bit. That would help. Uh, we don't ask for subscriptions, so, you know, that's another reason why we're asking if you did learn something or you like the show at all, please send us a gratuity donation. So, 
give us some yes. love in return because we're going to keep doing this as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is, is the, the number, number one, one cause, cause of, death of death in cats, cats. <laughs> we still gotta work on that one of the, it's our 80th freaking episode and we still can't get that right <laughs> can't get a, it in sync that's <laughs> it you know that's because you're from venus and i'm from mars that's it we're just trying to yeah all right so hope you learned something today if nothing else don't put your cat and the rooftop in one of those little hard cased pods that's that's not a good idea so until next time oh i thought it was a great idea (laughs) (laughs) that's a guy thing until next time keep calm and purr on purr on looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.